Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. They told me don't make a promise you can't keep. All the drugs in your system you can't sleep. How many times you had to buy a plan B for a girl you never bring back home to meet your family, man. Man, I swear that's what I dream about. Ever since my mom told me that she need me out. Always smoke a weed, causing trouble, never clean the house. But I paid her back for everything, I guess we even now. Nothing better than some head after a long day. That's the only thing that ever keep mine on straight. And she asked me why the long face. How I spent $350 on this entree. I drown my sorrow in that bottle. Today is full of regret, find forever in tomorrow. Man up, what's the problem? Everything is jazz and I'm stocked in. Yeah. I seem a little bit strange sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Everybody live a little, everybody die. Yeah, yeah. That's life. What you gonna do? Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. I'm your host, Jared Lawrence. That was Mac Miller. That's life. And the reason I'm playing that song today is because I have this thing I call Mac Miller Mondays, where every Monday I listen to like nothing but Mac Miller music. So I was actually going to start to show off with some future but then I was like, you know what? No, it's Mac Miller Monday. I got to stick to the routine. I got to let people know how I really live, how I really get down. So I wanted to give y'all some Mac Miller. You know, I play a lot of Mac Miller on this show. Still going to do the tribute in September um, on the anniversary of when he passed. So you'll hear more Mac Miller in the future. But I just wanted to let you guys know how I how I get down. So Mac Miller Mondays is what I call it. So if it's a Monday, I'm going to be playing Mac Miller, whether I'm in my car, whether I'm at home. It's just a big part of my life, and um, it just puts me in a good mood, gives me a lot of introspective. So I would encourage everybody to go listen to some Mac Miller, but um, let's, let's get to it. I've been gone for a couple weeks. I went to visit Mike in Clearwater, if you heard a couple episodes ago, the overtime episode. We talked about me going there, so I want to recap that whole trip because it, it was a fun trip, so we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk about that. I got a 20-year high school reunion coming up this weekend. So I was going to talk about that, but then I thought, I was like, you know what? I'll wait until after that, and then I'll give a recap on that. So I think I'm going to come back Sunday and do an episode, and I'm going to recap this high school reunion, this 20-year reunion, which is kind of going to be combined with the 21-year people because they didn't have theirs last year because of COVID. So it's going to be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know how it's going to go. I don't know who I'm going to see. So look forward, uh, look out for the recap that I'll probably give you guys next weekend or this weekend coming up. But as I was saying, I went to Clearwater. Uh, we'll talk about that. Actually, yeah, hold on, because I'm going to talk a lot of sports this episode, too. So let me just prepare you guys. But I'm going to I'm going to break down that Clearwater trip first. We'll get into that. And now I want to talk a little um, NFL preseason football. The Steelers played the Cowboys last week. Um, NBA draft was what, uh, a couple weeks ago when I was in Clearwater, the Blazers had their summer league game. So there's a few things I want to talk about when it comes to sports, but we'll we'll get into that after I break down of the Clearwater slash, I guess it's Largo. He lives in Largo, which is, Largo's next to Clearwater, but 
I guess most people know Clearwater, so we'll just we'll just call it Clearwater. Sorry, Mike, we can't really. We're not going to say Largo because a lot of people don't really know Largo. The only time I think of Largo is like Wale, like catch me out in Largo, but he's talking about Maryland, so I don't know. But I worked that Tuesday. Um, I worked my regular shift. It was 2 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. So when I got off, I went to um, – I, I, I decided I was going to stop at White Castle on the way to go visit Mike because – as, as you know, if you live in Orlando, which I'm sure most of the people who listen to this are from, like, the Central Florida area, we finally got a White Castle. It's, like, the only White Castle in Florida, and it's in Orlando by Disney. So it's actually the world's largest White Castle, too, which when I went inside, that's another thing. Like, when I went inside, it doesn't really feel like the world's largest White Castle, like how it should feel if it's the world's largest, but I guess most White Castles are very small. So... We got this White Castle over by Disney. It's off of Daryl Carter Parkway, if you guys are not familiar. Um, I'm sure most people don't even know what Daryl Carter Parkway is, but it's a new road. Um, it goes over I-4 right before the Disney exit. So you can go over there. They have the White Castle. They have a, a Portillo's, which is right next to the White Castle, which if you've never been to Portillo's, that's a Italian beef pause, uh, Chicago like hot dog spot and they have like a lot of different food options so they're really good too I used to go there a lot when I worked in Chicago for a couple months mapping uh, I was going to Portillo's like three times a week and then they have two Portillo's in the Tampa area one in Brandon and then one over there by the University of South Florida so if you're over there you can hit Portillo's up too but we have one in Orlando now so with that all being said I'm gonna get to the point I know sometimes I ramble and I don't really get to the point but I got to set it up. That's what you guys got to understand. Sometimes when I'm rambling is because I'm trying to set up the story. Like <laughs> I got to set up for what happened. So I went to the white castle. Um, and last time I went, I went in um, June or may when it had first opened like a week, a few weeks after it opened and the line was so long. I waited like an hour. I don't know if I told this story in here, but they ended up giving me like 30 free white castle burgers and like the little suitcase thing. I don't know. What, I think it's called the crave box. For some reason, they gave me like 30 of those for free on top of what I ordered. So I thought that was well worth that hour wait in drive through. But this time I said, you know what? I'm not even messing with drive through. I'm going inside. So I saw the line for drive through like about maybe 30 minute wait, maybe 45 minute wait in the line for drive through. So I said, I'm going inside. I parked my car and I'm looking, I'm debating because I'm like, damn, Portillo's is right there. It's like, do I need to go to White Castle? Like, or can I just go to Portillo's? Because I think they're both open to 11. Or Portillo's is open to 11. White Castle's midnight now. So it used to be 11, but it's midnight now. So once I saw it, I was like, oh, I just rolled the dice with White Castle. Because I don't know. Like, I don't want to lose my spot in line or whatever. So I go inside the White Castle. And it's actually pretty empty in there. There's like three people in line. There's like a bunch of people waiting for their food. So that was like my first uh, sign that something might not be right. So there's like. 10, 15 people waiting for food, three people in line. I wait in the line. And the funny thing is, like, I thought it was going to be in and out because there was three people in the line. I kid you not. I waited in this line with three people for 30 minutes. It was like a good 20, 25 minutes before the girl even came to the cash register because they were so busy with the drive through which I don't know. Why are you neglecting the inside? I don't know. Like, I don't know how their setup is. I don't know how, how they're running the operation. Uh, what the system is. Maybe they need a new system. You know, that's what they say in NFL terms, like your offense, your system. Maybe they need to put in a new system because for some reason the the cash register up front was getting neglected. So we just sat there for like 
Well, we stood for like 20, 25 minutes waiting for the girl to come take our order. And you could tell, like, I ain't gonna lie. When I first got in there, I could tell, like, I was a little bit un, uneasy just because, you know, when, when people start having to wait for a while, sometimes it can get a little hectic, get a little crazy. So at that point, I just start, like, scouting out everybody in there. I'm looking, like, all right, if something goes down, like, who's going to be the person to start it? Like, who's the crazy person there or something? I saw, I saw one guy, and he was looking a little uneasy, and I'm like, I had just looked at him. like I, I was looking at him, like, uh, every now and then just to make sure he was keeping in line because he looked like the one that, like, if something goes out, he was going to be the one to start it off. So I had to keep an eye on him. And I was just looking around in the restaurant. And, and – and luckily, it never got to that point. Like, the tension, it went down as soon as the girl got to the register. But I'm telling you, she took, like, 20 minutes to get there. So she finally gets to the register. Um, she takes the people's order. And she's actually going very slow. But um, she ends up getting to me. And then I put my order. And I'm, I don't remember everything I ordered. I ordered, like, one of everything. So it was, like, one cheeseburger, one waffle sausage, egg, and cheese sandwich. Uh, they had this thing, the fish sandwich. I ordered that, and I was just trying to get the fish by itself, but I guess I messed up and ordered the surf and turf, which actually ended up being pretty good because it was like two of the hamburger patties over the the fried fish. So it actually tasted okay, but I didn't mean to order that one. I ordered, like, fries. I ordered, ordered um, did I order chicken? I don't think I ordered chicken. No, I didn't order chicken, but I ordered, like, all these different types of burgers. And the plan was just to eat it on the way to Tampa because it was like, all right, it's a long drive. Even though I went at midnight, damn near, by the time I left White Castle, it was like 11.45. So I, I let me tell you, <laughs> this is the smoothest I've ever gotten into Tampa. I drove on I-4, and because it was like midnight, there was no traffic. I've never gotten to Tampa that smooth. I've never gotten into Tampa that smooth. Uh, probably got to Mike's house from White Castle and maybe an hour, a little over an hour. It really wasn't that bad. Maybe hour 15. Yeah, hour 15, because... I think I got there around 1230. Mike started like blowing my phone up. He's like, oh, are you still coming? And I was like, yo, bro, I had to go to White Castle. And he asked for a White Castle uh, burger. So I had to get him one. I got him like two of them. And Mike being Mike, he's like no onions, uh, no pickles. So I had to make sure I got his like specially made for him. But I get to, uh, I go through Tampa, get to Largo. And I'm on the way there. I'm like, all right, let me go and get some gas. So I stop at the racetrack, fill up the gas. I go inside because I'm like, you know what? I'm on vacation. At this point, I'm in vacation mode. I've gotten to where I need to go. I'm like, let me get a couple beers. So I go in there. I find these two pretty good beers I like. Uh, it was like a St. Petersburg one, like a Blonde Ale, and then a Kona beer. And I'm excited because I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Mike's house. I'm going to drink these beers, and I'm going to relax. Like, this is a great start to the vacation. So I go to the register to pay for the beers. And this is like this like nerdy looking uh, white girl with like blonde hair. She looks like she's like 17. I'm not going to lie to you. She looks very young. So I go to buy the beer. As I go to um, pay at the register, the girl is like looking at me. And I'm looking at her. And this is how it is when you're always like at the gas station trying to buy beer. You know, they ask for your ID so quick. It's like before you even get a chance to pull out cashier ID. Like I'm going to get to the ID. All right. Give me a moment. So. I'm trying to avoid all that because that's always awkward. I hate it. It annoys me. So I go and I pull out the ID so quick that when I give it to her, she's like surprised. And then she's looking at me and she's like, oh, uh, we don't know. 
this is beer. Oh, she's like, oh, this is beer. Oh, yeah, we don't sell this after midnight. And I'm like, excuse me? I'm like, are we in Florida? She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, what are you what are you talking about? You don't sell beer after midnight. She's like, she's like, yeah, racetrack doesn't sell beer after midnight. And I'm like, girl, what the fuck? Like, beloved. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, it's a racetrack thing. And I'm like, um, like every racetrack? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen that at a racetrack before. But then again, I don't know if I've ever tried to buy beer at a racetrack after midnight. So I don't know what the fuck she's talking about, but whatever. At this point, I'm like, damn, I'm not going to have this beer. So at this point, I'm already, I'm ready to take the L. I just, I, I, I just hand her the beers and I'm like, I'm defeated. I'm like, all right, you got it. You got it, beloved. Like, I don't know. It's whatever. I, at this point, I'm pissed. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm having no beer tonight. So give her the beer back. I get back in the car. I get to Mike's place. Finally. Mike's just like, oh, where you been? I'm like, bro, like, I'll just tell him my story, everything that happened. But um, he gets to eat his White Castle. We chill. We we talk. Uh, Clarissa's sleeping, but then she ends up waking up because, you know, I'm loud when I come in there. So <laughs> we we talked for, like, a couple hours. It was actually pretty cool. Um, Stayed up till about 1 a.m., 2 a.m. Then we all, like, go to sleep. They gave me the the bedroom, too, which the master bedroom. They slept on the couch. I thought that was very nice of them. Um. I had access to the bathroom, which is very important for me. Uh, the bathroom situation is always important. So I thought that was just very, very cool, very boysome of them. And then the next morning uh, we wake up. Clarissa went to work. She worked at Panera Bread. So she's at work. I'm chilling. And then I'm like, yo, let me see if I can get her to bring me a coffee. <laughs> so I text her, I asked her to bring me a coffee from Panera. She ends up bringing it. So that was good. Coffee tasted good. Uh, saved me some money on a Wawa coffee. And I, you know, I'm a coffee guy. So I drink coffee like every day. Actually, I'm drinking tea right now though, because it's like, it's early in the daytime. It's like one o'clock and, uh, I have to go to work tonight. I'm working overnight this whole week, Monday through Friday. So I'm on a weird sleep schedule where, um, I woke up at like 11 and I'm going to try to stay up till like five or six. Then I'm going to take a nap before I go to work. But Getting back to the story, Clarissa got me the coffee. Great. Uh, we got, I got dressed. Then we start the day. So we went to a cheesesteak spot because Mike was really hyping up these uh, Philly cheesesteaks out there, which now that I think about it, I should probably make the picture of the episode, like one of the pictures we took together. So I'll do that. But we go to this cheesesteak place called Delco, which when I saw the name, I was like, all right, they got to be official. Because if it, anybody from Philly, you know Delco, what that means, that's Delaware County. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> this is like legit Philly stuff right here. If it's called Delco. So we go there and we get these cheesesteaks. I had the cheesesteak hoagie with lettuce and tomatoes, uh, mushrooms, grilled onions. And it was really good. It was really, really good. Um, the steak was very uh, soft. Pause. Um, kind of melted in your mouth, like taste. Like it, it was just a great, it wasn't like you weren't fighting to eat it. The bread was good. I had some fries. Uh, I didn't get the old base salt on them. So, you know, not too seasoned, but I'm, I'm getting up there in age. So I'm trying not to, you know, do the whole too much salt, but it was a really good meal. And then this place was really cool. Cause inside they had all these different like banners of all the Philadelphia stuff. So they had like a temple banner. They had an Eagles banner. They had a university of Pennsylvania banner. They had banners for everything. It was really dope. So I took a picture of that. Um, and then after that, we ended up going to the thrift store. 
Oh, but important thing to note, because Mike told me this before I got there. Mike said nobody wears masks in like where he lives in Clearwater Largo area. And I'm not going to lie. It was really true. Like nobody was really wearing a mask, especially in the cheesesteak place. And it's one of those places like this, this Clearwater thing is like one of those areas where you kind of feel weird if you're wearing the mask because nobody's wearing it. So I was like picking and choosing my spots to wear the mask. Um, I didn't, I ain't gonna lie, I didn't really wear it for the most part. And then I think Clarissa or somebody, one of these mask people actually yelled at us. Or he said something like on the way out where it's like, oh, let me go around you guys because you don't have the mask. So there's still some people out there like that, which I'm usually one of them. But I don't know, on this trip, I didn't really feel the need to wear the mask. I probably got to go back to it now with the Delta variant coming, but didn't do it on this. Um, like I said, we went to the thrift store afterwards. Now, you know me. I love thrift stores. Shout out to Macklemore. That song was my favorite when it came out, but I'm just a thrift store guy. Goodwill, all that. Like, I don't believe in paying like $30, $40 for a shirt when I can get one for like 2 or $3 at the thrift store. So that's that's my thing. Unless it's Puma, I'm probably not trying to pay full price for anything. So at the thrift store, it, we ended up going on a day, and I guess Clarissa knew this. It was a day where the whole store was 50% off. So I bought like, Five shirts, a pair of pants, some slacks, actually. No, no, it was like khakis. Five shirts, a pair of khakis, and a T.D. Jakes book <laughs> for $13, man. It was a great deal. Um, I had to try on a lot of stuff, too, because I, you know, I don't want to waste money, so I actually ended up not buying a lot of things just because I didn't like how they fit. So I'll tell you all, whenever you go to, like, a thrift store or whatever, always try on your clothes. I mean, that's any store in general. Always make sure you try on clothes because you'll end up probably buying what you really want. And then when you don't try on stuff, you buy a lot of stuff you don't like at the end of the day. Like you think you like it. And then once you get home and you actually wear it, you don't. So it's always important to try on stuff. But you should know that by now. We're all in our 30s. If you're in your 20s or your teens listening to this, yeah, try on your clothes. Um, after that, where did we go? We went driving around. They showed me, um, what is it called? It was some beach, some cool beach we went to, but we ended up in Clearwater Beach, but we drove through another one. Um, the key. No, I forgot. that. I'll get the name of it in a minute, but we ended up at Clearwater and then um, we, we went through like the little Clearwater downtown beach area, which was pretty cool. Uh, and then we ended up going over the bridge and stayed um, posted up at another beach which was like a little more chill, not as. Not as crowded because, you know, Clearwater Beach is super um, popping. So Clearwater Beach was um, it was too busy. It was too busy. So we went to this other smaller one that was like right next to Clearwater Beach. And that one, that one was really chill. Um, I'm still trying to find the name of this one we went to. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I am going to get it. Bella. No, it's not Bell, Bell Vista. It's not Sunset. Sunshine. Oh, my gosh. Madeira, maybe? Was it Madeira? It might have been Madeira Beach. It might have been Madeira. No, no, wait. Oh, oh, I got it. I got it. It was Treasure Island. It was Treasure Island. Yep. We did go through Madeira too, but Treasure Island's the one I'm thinking of because I had always heard of Treasure Island. So Treasure Island is a nice little community. Um, not too like busy, kind of just like a community where just the people who live there are there. Like it's not a lot of tourists just roaming around that area. But at Clearwater, like I said, we went to the smaller beach. And Clarissa warned me, and I didn't listen to her, but she was like, 
they are they got this like red tide thing going where she was like, oh, these dead fish are going on the shore now. It's all it's this weird smell. And I was like joking with her like, yo, all right, you're a little too earthy for me right now. Like, of course, there's no freaking dead fish on this. Like, you're tripping. There's no smell. Like, I, I'm like making fun of her the whole time. Then we get to the Clearwater Beach and uh, we get out and we walk around. We're taking pictures. Bro, I started seeing all these dead fish just laid on the shore. It was very nasty. And I, she was true. She was right. Like that red tide thing is real. I guess it's uh, it's like an algae, a toxic algae that's killing all the fish out there. So I don't think we have those problems on the Atlantic side, but the, the Gulf beaches is very bad with this red tide. So I would just say be aware of that if you guys go to those beaches over there. There are a lot of issues with that, um, and it's just not a pleasant sight. Uh, I eat a lot of fish too, so for me to see it, like, I don't like seeing my food dead unless it's on the plate, you know? I don't, like, even me. Like, I don't want to see a chicken just laying in the road. Like, that turns me off a little bit to what I'm eating. So, I try not to look. But it was, ugh, I can't get some of those images out of my head. Um, And I don't know what's causing it, but, yeah, that's a real issue. That is a real issue. So, uh, shout out to Clarissa. You were right about that. I should have listened to you. I should have took you serious. So, after the beach, we ended up going back to the uh, apartment. Or no, did we get food? We drove her. Oh, no, 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 no. Yo, I am tripping. We did so much in this day. So before we went to the beach, I don't know how I missed this. Mike took me to a train store. Yes, we went to this train store, like a model train store. And uh, we got to see like all these cool little trains and the trains that go around the building. And there was like tracks set up and like model trains. And the guy, he was like very nice. He was so, like, excited to show us everything. So he took, like, one of the trains out of the set, out of the box or whatever. He puts it on the track. This man has, like, a remote control that controls the train. And he's, like, telling us everything about it. And I'm geeking up, too, because, you know, I love trains. He's like, yeah, this this button right here controls how much smoke comes out. He's like, it sounds like a real train. And we all, like, took videos and pictures. And I promise you. It sounded like a real freight train. It was the coolest thing ever, and it had the real steam coming out. It was so dope. It was so dope. It makes me want to get a model train set when I get older. Um, it's expensive, though. Like some of those trains, like just the engine alone was like three, four hundred dollars. So I don't think I will get a train set until I have a lot of money. But if I ever get like a, become a millionaire, I'm gonna have to get a model train set because that was like one of the coolest things I've seen, especially with the remote control. This guy's reversing the train. He's making it go slow. He's making it go fast. He's choo-chooing. He's doing all that, like, with the steam. I'm telling you, it was so cool. Uh, if you ever see me, ask to see the video because I took some video. I know Mike and Clarissa took video. I don't know if they put it on Facebook, but that was that was one of the highlights of the trip for me. And then um, the beach was after that. So then after that, we go to the apartment, and we just post up. We chill, uh, order some food, and it's kind of the wind down thing. I finally went to racetrack. That's the thing. I went back to racetrack the next day. I got those two beers that I didn't get the day before. So I was like, yo, I'm going to get these damn beers. And, and I wanted to try them because I never had them. The blonde, the St. Pete one, the blonde ale was really good. The Kona one was all right. But that was pretty much the first day. And like that felt like a very uh, eventful day, a very jam-packed day. I don't really do that much on a regular off day. So it was cool to finally get out and do a, do some things and it felt like an actual vacation. So after that, you know, we go to sleep, wake up the next day, ask Clarissa to get me coffee again. She comes through with the Panera coffee. And then this day, we're supposed to go, me and Mike, we're supposed to go to the Yankees and Rays game. 
So we drive to um, downtown St. Petersburg, and we're trying to get these Yankees race tickets. Now, we were looking online the day before, and the tickets was like 40 bucks. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like the Rays. I don't like the Rays that much. Like, I'm not paying $40, $50 for a baseball ticket when they should be like 5 bucks. I know it's the Yankees, but I wasn't paying that price. So we both were like, yo, we're not trying to go that high on price. Maybe 20 If we could find a scalper, we couldn't. We walked around, uh, saw the, the trop, and then we walked a little bit around downtown St. Pete. And what we ended up doing was we posted up at a sports bar. I think it was called Ferg's. We went to Ferg's, and we it was like a Tampa Bay Rays bar. It was pretty cool. It was right across from the stadium. So we we uh, got some food there, some wings and fries, and uh, watched the game on TV. And it was a really good game. Like, I kind of wish we would have went, but like I said, the price was a little, you know. But the Rays, man, they scored like 15 runs in that game. It was, I remember it was the sixth inning, and I get up to go to the restroom. And as I'm in the restroom, and you know, I got the speaker in there, so I'm listening. And the dude hits like a grand slam while I'm in the restroom. I'm like, damn it, I missed it. <laughs> so I get back to the seat, and it's still the sixth inning, and I'm talking to Mike, and we're just not really paying attention to the game. We're talking. Somebody else hits a home run. I'm like, fuck, I missed that one too. So we're still talking. Somebody else hits a home run. I'm like, oh, my goodness, get out of control. So finally, there's another guy after bat, and I'm like, all right, I'm watching this because I have a feeling he's going to hit one too because everybody's just hitting home runs. So I watch him. And then what do you know? He hits a home run. I'm like, all right, great. At least I got to see somebody hit a home run. That was fun. After that, we go out to the pier, the water in downtown St. Pete, which much might I say downtown St. Petersburg is getting built up pretty well. Uh, gives me downtown Orlando vibes with, with uh, how Orlando used to be before they built it up with all the condos. I think St. Pete is heading that way. So um, I can see why people would want to live in St. Pete. Like it's definitely – a little more laid back than Tampa. It's it's a little bit more chill. The traffic's not as bad. I, I think I, if I lived on that side, I'd probably be more of a St. Pete than Tampa guy. St. Pete seems like more of my speed. And that waterfront was absolutely beautiful. They have this brand new pier they built with this large-ass building. I don't know what it was called, but it's like you walk up the steps. It's right on the water. You get to the top, and then there's a restaurant and a bar up there. So we walked up there. Uh, we had some beer, chill. I had a beer. Mike had an alcohol drink, liquor or something. And we it's just a nice view of the whole St. Petersburg downtown. Uh, you can see the water, everything. So posted up, chilled there for a little bit. It, um, it was a good time. Good time. After that, we were like, all right, we're going back to Mike's place to watch the NBA draft because the draft was that night. And then um, I was planning on leaving. I was like, I'll leave after the draft. So. I think we might have went and got food or something. I don't even remember what we ate that day, but we went and we went back to his place. We watched the draft and then um, no, we went to Popeye's and then Wawa because Popeye's has chicken nuggets now. And I told him that. And then after that, Mike's like, he has to stop Popeye's. So we went to Popeye's. Wawa got my coffee. I don't even know what I did for food. I don't know. I can't remember what I even did for food that night, but we watched the NBA draft. Shout out to the Orlando Magic. Um, they wanted they wanted the dude that the Raptors took for the Magic. That's what Mike and Demain and everybody wanted. But the Magic ended up taking um, Jalen Suggs from uh, Gonzaga. They took him, and then they took uh, Franz Wagner, Morris, Mo Wagner's brother from Michigan. Those were their top two uh, first-round picks, both in the lottery. I think, now we were talking about this. This was a big debate. Should the Magic have taken... Um, Zaire Williams with the second pick. 
with their second uh, first round pick. I think it was like pick number eight. And we were like, yo, should they have taken him? Now, the Wagner guy looks solid. He looks solid, but Zaire, I think, could end up being like one of those stars. That's one of those. It's a risk. So maybe you take him, maybe you don't. But he's a big boom bust prospect, like a high risk, high reward. So I think for the Magic, they might regret not taking Zaire Williams. Um, But, I mean, everybody, Mike Demaine, our whole crew, everybody seems hype on Wagner. They say he could be like another Andre Karolinko. So if he ends up being that, that's a solid pick for the Magic. And um, Jalen Suggs, everybody loves him. I didn't watch enough of him to really have an opinion. All I know is they compared him to Brandon Roy, and that's all I need to hear because Brandon Roy is my favorite player ever. So if you're comparing somebody to Brandon Roy, I'm already listening. I'm all ears. I'm in. So uh, hopefully hopefully he can have a nice career. So we watched the first round. I'll, I'm going to say this too. It's only been one day of Summer League, but Jalen Green – like Detroit Pistons might regret not taking Jalen Green with the first pick. Cade looks solid. Cade Cunningham does look solid. Nice playmaker, point forward. But Jalen Green looks special, man. And I was saying that from the beginning. I'm like, if I was if I was Detroit, I would have took Jalen Green just because they already got a solid team with Jeremy Grant, um, Bay, Sadiq Bay, uh, Isaiah, uh, I think his name is Isaiah Washington at center. Like, they got a solid team. They still need some guards. The main tells me they have point guards. I don't know. But they definitely need, like, a shooting guard. So, to me, I would have took Jalen Green. I know Cade could play the shooting guard. Uh, Cade Cunningham went number one. He could play shooting guard. But that's one that we're going to watch for a while. That's one of those, like, Michael Beasley, Derrick Rose, where everybody said Derrick Rose was number one. But then some people wanted Beasley. That's one where you might you might regret it later on. We'll see. Only time will tell. Um, I didn't really. I wasn't that into like the draft just because the Blazers didn't have a pick this year, but then they ended up trading into the second round. So on my way home, because I ended up leaving at night, because I'm like I'm gonna drive home at like midnight again, just so I can avoid the traffic. Man, I'm telling you, driving to Tampa, you gotta go late at night. That's the best time to go. So I left at, in the second round. And I'm going to say this, man, because this this really pissed me off. I was looking forward to seeing um, Sharif Cooper get drafted early. I thought he would be a first-rounder, maybe a lottery. I mean, I know it was a stretch for lottery, but point guard from Auburn, averaged 20 points, eight assists a game. I think he's the only true, true point guard in this draft that's going to be like a Chris Paul type. Uh, they say he can't shoot as good as Trey Young, but the man is a great distributor. And I think he's special. I think Houston Rockets messed up by not taking Sharif Cooper with one of these three or four picks they had in the first round. They had so many damn picks. I think Houston, uh, if they would have got Sharif to go along with, um, what's his name, uh, Jalen Green, and then uh, the other guy, the the white dude from, like, Poland, thought they would have had a solid, solid team. So he ended up falling to the Atlanta Hawks in the second round. And I think that's a steal for Atlanta. He's probably not going to play a lot with Trey Young there, but as a backup, that's that's a great, great pick for Atlanta. And he's from Atlanta, so I'm sure he's probably happy. But keep an eye on Shreve Cooper because I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. A lot of people are going to regret passing on him. I told Domain the Magic probably could have used him. I know the Magic have uh, Cole Anthony, but to me he's just more of a scorer. I think they need a distributor, somebody gets players involved. Thought he would have been fit. He fit good on the Magic. I thought the Knicks could have used him. 
Hell, even the Blazers could have used him as a backup point guard, but we never make the right move. We never do what's logical. But shout out to the Blazers. Second round, they traded into it, and they selected they selected a guy named uh, Greg Brown out of Texas. 6'8", small forward, power forward combo guy. He's a little lanky, but he's very athletic. I watched some videos of him on YouTube because that's what you do when your players get picked. You go watch YouTube videos, and you try to convince yourself that it was the right move. So <laughs> I watched a lot of videos of Greg Brown, and I was like, all right, I think this is the right pick for us. I'm kind of mad we didn't get Jericho Sims, his teammate from Texas, 6'10 guy who can jump like 46 inches. Uh, the Knicks got him. How many guys do the Knicks need that can run and jump? Like, Nerlens Noel, Obi Toppin, even Julius Randle. Like, I was kind of upset the Knicks got Jericho Sims, but he's going to be good for the Knicks. Shout out to the Knicks for that one. The Blazers, we're, we're doing what we do. Um... I watched Summer League, but we'll we'll get to Summer League in a minute because Summer League was actually yesterday. The Steelers played the Cowboys in preseason a couple days ago. It was Thursday night. Yeah, they played Thursday night, the Hall of Fame game. And I want to give, like, my thoughts on that because I did watch it. I was off that day. The Steelers, I mean, it was, it, it was a lot of backups playing, so you're not really going to get a good gauge for how the team is going to look. But I was impressed with just the young guys that we saw. Um, some names that come to mind, Deontay Johnson looked very fluid. He caught the ball well, which he had a problem with a lot of drops last year. So he looked pretty impressive to me. Jarvez was texting me like names of all these Cowboy players to watch. And, you know, look, Jarvez, I love Jarvez, but he overhypes a lot of his team's players. So I watched uh, the first play of the game. Deontay caught a ball on one of the guys he told me to watch. But, you know, Jarvez said the guy was playing off. I don't know. I don't know. Um, James Pierre is another guy who, who – um, Impressed me. Cornerback for the Steelers. He's not projected to start right now because Camp Sutton's supposed to start on the outside. But in those nickel and dime situations when Sutton moves into the inside, I think Pierre will get the look on the outside at, um, corner. So he looked really good. He's about 6'1", maybe 6'2", but he's fluid. He moves well. He breaks on um, passes. I actually think he's going to be really good for us. We drafted another guy a couple years ago, Justin Lane. He didn't look that impressive to me. Um, there was a safety that looked good. He had an interception. I forgot his name, but he looked good. The linebackers. Eh. Oh, you know, the inside linebackers didn't really impress me too much. But the outside linebackers, I like. I like the outside linebackers. Uh, shout out to Quincy Roche from Temple. He looked good. Um, what's my guy's name? Hold on. Alex Highsmith. Alex Highsmith looked really good. He's going to be a nice uh, replacement for Bud Dupree. He showed some flashes last year, but he looks bigger to me. Like, he looks like he's put on some weight, and his bend on the edge is impressive. So, I think we didn't really lose much with Bud Dupree going to Tennessee. I think Alex Highsmith will fill that role nicely. Um, Najee Harris, probably the most impressive player of the Steelers' preseason game, just because he was as advertised. We took him in the first round, running back from Alabama. He looked good. He ran the ball well. He just looked really good. He looked good. Nothing flashy. He didn't break off a lot of long runs, but he was just consistent, like five yards every time he was touching the ball, pause. And I was very impressed with him. I mean, he's he's built like a grown man already coming into the NFL as a rookie. And I'm trying to tell all my friends this because I don't do fantasy football anymore, but I'm telling all my friends who play fantasy football, you want to get Najee Harris early. 
probably in the first two rounds. I was talking to Jarvez. He said he probably won't last past the second round. So I would say Najee Harris is probably a good value pick this year, especially how the Steelers run their offense. The Steelers just run their their guys into the ground. So he's going to get carries. Tomlin's going to use him a lot. And I think he's going to have a good season. Um, like a Le'Veon Bell type season where he's going to catch a lot of passes and he's going to run a lot. So I know he's, he's probably not high on a lot of people's draft lists, but I don't think he'll go past the second round. I think people who know, know, and they will take him pretty early. So watch out for that. Uh, the tight ends look good for the Steelers too. Uh, Pat, Pat, he didn't play our rookie Pat Freemurth. He didn't play Freemurth. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but, uh, Raider looked good. Gentry dropped the pass. I wasn't really happy with him. Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins impressed me at backup quarterback. Mason Rudolph looked like Mason Rudolph. Like, he has some nice plays, but he's he just doesn't impress me. I hope we cut him this year. I hope we cut him. Not just because I think he's he might have said the N-word to, um, what's his name, allegedly. I'm not sure if he did or not, but uh, that's what <laughs> that's what uh, Buddy said. Miles um, Garrett said that, so I don't know. But I'm just not a big Mason Rudolph fan. I would like to get rid of him and move on. Dwayne Haskins, I feel like, is possibly the future of this team at quarterback. And it's funny because I was reading a lot of reports and they were acting like he didn't have a good game. And then when I watched it, I thought he had a good game. I thought he made the right reads. Nothing like, yeah, there was no wow plays downfield, big plays, but he made the right reads. He threw to the person who was open every time and he threw that ball in the money. He threw that ball in the money and that was what I wanted to see. And I think that's what the coaches wanted to see. So don't listen to the national media. They were hating on him. He had a good game. Even the Steeler, like, websites I read said he was solid. So I'll look for him to continue his play in the preseason. Let's see if he can improve and win that backup role so we can get Mason Rudolph out of here. Josh Dobbs looked pretty good, too. Josh Dobbs was really good, actually. I don't see a way that you can um, – I don't see a way that you can cut Josh Dobbs and keep, like, either Rudolph or Haskins. I think one of them will have to go. I think Dobbs is on the team and I think it's probably between Rudolph and Haskins, but I don't think, I think they're going to commit to Haskins. I don't think they're going to cut him. I think Mason Rudolph is the odd man out. So I would expect to see him not on the team week one. That's just my prediction. Still possible Dobbs could go, but I, I think Dobbs is the safest pick we have at quarterback right now, the safest security blanket. So I think it would be dumb to let him go. Other than that, it wasn't a great game, but for me, I like watching this stuff. So for me and being a nerd, I enjoyed it. But the average person probably doesn't think it was that entertaining. But those are just the, the players that impressed me from watching. Those are the ones I think you need to look out for. And I'm, I'm so mad I can't for, uh, remember the safety because he was good too. Oh, I'm sorry. One more. The punter. The punter for the Steelers. It's a brother from Georgia Tech. He was really, really good. He was probably the MVP of the game. This guy put the ball on the money every single time. He was punting the ball inside the 10, inside the 20. It landed at the one one time. He was the best one on the game. I hope we keep him and get rid of Jordan Berry because Jordan Berry was trash last year. So this punter is uh, Presley Harvin the third. We need to keep Presley Harvin the third. He should be our starting punter. It shouldn't even be a competition anymore because... He did more in one game than I've seen Matt Berry, or not Matt Berry, Jordan Berry do in a year. So just to wrap that up, I like Haskins. Harris was a, as advertised. Presley Harvin should be the starting punter. 
James Pierre impressed me. Uh, Deontay Johnson looked good. Claypool looked good, catching a lot of deep. He caught a couple deep passes, and he looked the most productive. Juju looked solid, as usual. The receiving core, you ain't got to worry about that. We're, we're good at receiver. It's the running backs. I think after um, Najee is where I'm a little concerned, but hopefully somebody will step up before the preseason's over. I told y'all I'm going to talk a lot of sports today. Let's talk Portland Trailblazers free agent signings. So Damian Lillard, everybody still thinks he's like once out of Portland. He's saying he doesn't, but he wants to see the team improve. They signed um, Norman Powell. They re-signed Norman Powell five years, 90 million. I thought that needed to happen. I've said that all along. I want Norman Powell as the starting two guard. I don't want him at small forward. I want him as shooting guard. Will they listen? Probably not, but whatever. At least we got him on the team. We'll go from there. They signed Cody Zeller. So Ennis Cantor's gone. Cody Zeller's in. I think that's an upgrade. I think Cody Zeller's better defensively. He's more athletic. He's a very skilled big man. When I watch highlights of him, like, I'm impressed. The only thing that kind of, like, turns me off is, like, he has a receding hairline. So I'm like, all right, maybe, like, he looks like he's, like, an older dude. So you think he's going to play like an old man, but he doesn't. He's very athletic. So don't let the hairline fool you. Because, you know, I got that same hairline too. But, you know, sometimes you're younger. Your hair just, the hair goes at an early age. Although I think I've finally found a comfortable spot for me. Like, I got my hair all the way down. Like, it's not completely bald, but it's down. Like, no guard on the clipper. I got it up a little bit on the, like, all the way to the highest it can go with no guard. But it looks all right for me. I think I finally found a comfortable spot. We'll see how it goes when I go to this reunion on Saturday if it's, if it's working out for me, we'll see what the girls are, or how they're reacting. But uh, Cody Zeller plays like a good player. Like I'm not mad at how he plays. It's, like I said, the hairline makes him look like he's old, but he's not. He's still like 28. So I think that's a solid pickup for us. He can finish around the rim. He's kind of like a a Mason Plumley, but a a little bit more skilled offensively. But like the athleticism, similar to Plum Dog. Similar. Probably can't jump as high as Plum. I think Plum had like a 40 inch vertical, but. Cody Zeller, I like it. I like to pick up for a backup as Nurkic's backup. I mean, I would have liked Jericho Sims, but like I said, we don't always make the right decision. Now, this is where it gets a little funny, a little tricky. I don't understand these moves. So then we can sign Ben McLemore. Uh, he was a lottery pick out of Kansas. Everybody thought he was going to be the next great shooting guard. He didn't pan out. He revived his career a little bit in Houston, shot the ball well, went to L.A. last year, didn't have such a great season, but decent. So we signed him, and then we signed Tony Snell, who's like kind of a journeyman. He feels like he's been in the NBA for 15 years, but he's probably only been in the NBA for like seven. So he's solid, too. But these are like six, three, six, four guards, which, like, bro, we have. <laughs> do we not have enough six, three guards on this team? We got Dame, CJ, uh, Anthony, <laughs> McLemore, Snell. Like, I feel like to be on the Blazers and be a guard, you got to be like six, four or under. And that part, I'm, I'm a little... That, the only reason I'm, like, worried about it is because, all right, that makes me feel like a trade is coming. But I don't – Neil O'Shea saying that we're not trading. The rumor on the street is it's CJ for Siakam. Uh, whenever that deal is always – it's available whenever, but I don't – I don't know if it's going to happen. But that's the rumor. But I don't think we can go into the season with all these damn guards. Something has to give. We signed another guy named Trendon Wofford. Watford out of an LSU um, undrafted free agent two-way contract. He looks like a Carmelo Anthony. He can score. Like, this dude averaged 16 points a game in the SEC. 
He don't play no damn defense, although I did hear he had uh, two blocks in the summer league, so maybe he's going to get better at defense. But Wofford looks like a promising young player. I know we like these 6'8 guys. I don't know. I I just want us to get, like, one legit, like, seven-foot big man. We had Moses Brown. Didn't want to do anything with him. Now he's over there in, um, not OKC, Dallas. He's in Dallas now. So if, if his career takes off, I'm going to be mad, but. Solid free agent signing. Nothing to blow you out of the water. Damian Lillard's not going to be super happy with all that. I don't think it's enough to make Lillard happy. I think Neil O'Shea is being very hard-headed right now, and I'm getting nervous because I'm like, bro, are we going to help Lillard or not? Like, how much of this is Lillard going to put up with? That part is worrying me, but um, I'm not mad. I'm going to wait to see. I want to play something for you in a minute. Oh, that's why you heard that. But I'm going to wait to see what happens during the season. Um, but I'm, it's like, it's not like I'm this, this free agent signings is not really enough to put me down, not to get me excited. It's just what it is. Like it's, it's the free agency, man. We got some decent role players. We don't really have a, like, um, we don't really have a superstar that we signed. And apparently Lillard was trying to recruit and he couldn't get players to come to Portland. And he's been doing that his whole career, although Melo finally came, but it was, like, too late for that, in my opinion. Melo left, too. Melo's on the Lakers now. I ain't gonna lie. I'm kind of glad Melo's on the Lakers. Like, I appreciate the two years in Portland, but I was never a huge Melo guy. I just feel like Melo stunted the growth of the team. Very ISO-heavy plays when he was in the game. The defense fell off with him and Canner out there. He just couldn't play those two together. So I'm not I'm not mad at Melo going to LA. Um, I'm glad they didn't get uncomfortable with like, oh, are we gonna have to bring him back? Glad he decided for himself. And I wish him nothing but the best. And as Cantor went to Boston, wish him nothing but the best. But these are two players I felt we needed to upgrade on. And um Blazers had a summer league game the other day. They looked all right. Um, I wanted to see more from C.J. Ellaby, but he had a decent game. Eight points, three rebounds, three assists. Antonio Blakely, who I didn't know, is from Orlando, had 27 points, so he looked decent. We have, like, the oldest summer league team, too. We have, like, Michael Beasley on there, Kenneth Fareed, Antonio Blakeney, uh, George King, who I believe is, like, 27. He played for Phoenix. Uh, Emmanuel Moutier. <laughs> we have, like, a lot of, like, vets on this summer league team. Mixed in with a few of the young guys. They ended up holding Nazir Little out and saying that he didn't need to play. Chauncey said he didn't need he didn't feel a need for Nazir to go out there and prove anything. So they held him out. And speaking of Chauncey, I saw the video, this Blazers video they posted on their website the other day. And I've you know me, like I was a little bit like I knew like Chauncey was probably gonna be the next coach, but I wasn't super excited about it. And then with all the allegations that came out. I was just like, eh, I wasn't really feeling it too much. But the Blazers posted a video the other day of Chauncey Billups mic'd up at um, Summer League practice. And I want to play a little bit of this for you because after this, I became... So sometimes we get caught up in... I became a fan. Rotation, rotation, rotation. I got to be here. I got to be there. Well, you still got to help too, though. Yeah. All right. One more time. Nice, nice. Nice, nice. Nice. Just little small things. Small things. There's a reason... Most teams run, most of all teams in the league run the same stuff. Some teams run it good though. Let's focus in, even though we're going light. Don't, no letdowns though. No letdowns though. Now light don't mean we ain't gonna go as hard. 
we're gonna go hard. We just ain't gonna go as long. Okay. Good job. Together on three. One, two, three. Together. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing. If we make a mistake and we get rejected and he coming in that slot, we in trouble anyway. But you right. still gonna have to come and help. All right. All right. Hold on. Hold on. No, you all right. You all right. But here's the thing. Not like this. Right. You gotta be right there. Be up here. Be up here. All right. Be athletic. Right. Come on. Let's go. Stay disciplined. We talked about details. Details. Zip wide. Don't worry. We're going to do it until we get it right. Taking a step down, then I'm coming off. All right? All right. Details. Details. Come on, baby. There you go, boy. Get a bucket. Good shot. Hey, one thing, right? Especially when we got young guys. Call it out louder two or three times while you're coming up. Slash. Delay slash. Delay slash. This is new. You know what I'm saying? You hear slash, you already know. All right, so I want to play a little bit of that, but I was very impressed. Like, just the way he was relating to the players, the way he was talking to them. I thought that's what we need. I don't think um, Terry Stotts held players accountable. Maybe he couldn't relate to them like that, but the way Chauncey was talking, I got excited. I got excited. I feel like this is the right coach. Now, will Dame stay? It's another question, but... I like the direction with the coach. Chauncey was saying all the right things. And I felt like that's what we needed last season, but I'm glad we finally have it. I'm looking forward now to seeing how he coaches this team. And I'm looking forward to seeing how we do next season. I hope Damian Lillard stays, but you know, that's up to him. I hope he just gives Chauncey a chance though. I really do because I feel like Chauncey is the right coach for this team. And I think he's somebody that will get these guys right. Um, as I said, it's, it's Mac Miller Mondays. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to keep this one short. I wanted to recap the trip, talk a little sports. felt like it was messing up a lot. So I'm going to have to go back and try to edit some stuff, but, um, yeah, I'm probably going to close it out. But before I end, I just want to give another thank you to Mike and Clarissa for the great hospitality they gave me out there in Largo, Clearwater area. Uh, give him a, give him a clap. I'm telling you, it was a really good trip. It was like one of those trips where it was only two days, but when I got back, I felt like I was gone for a week. Like, it really felt like a long trip, and it was just a great vacation. Uh, they were moving to Puerto Rico. They're moving to Puerto Rico this month, I believe, or next month, but I'm glad I got out there to visit them before they leave. It was just, it was a good time. It was a really good time. We took pictures. We had fun. We ate good. We traveled. We saw a lot of places. They knew like things I want I was interested in. They took me to certain things that they knew I would like. Thrift shop, train store, uh the Rays, watching the Rays, the cheesesteak place. Like, bro, they were so good, such good hosts. Like, I can't say enough about them. I just so grateful to have friends like that. And I appreciate everything that they did. I think we'll end it with uh some more Mac Miller since it's Mac Miller Mondays. We'll end this with um with these days. I like this song because this is Mac Miller kind of talking about like his life and his mind and being like who he wants to be. You know what? We're gonna have to run this back. We're gonna run this back. We're gonna run this back. We're gonna run this back. I wanna start that out right. But I this song is dope because he's just talking about like being who you wanna be in life. I don't even know if I've played this before. I might have played this on the show before. Maybe I didn't. I don't know. It's Mac Miller Monday though, so you can always hear it again. And there's no no problem with you hearing it again. If you need to hear it for the first time, 
or the second time or the third time. It's called These Days. Um, I think this was on the, I don't know if this was on one of his mixtapes, but you can always look it up on YouTube. It's on there. I had a lot of other topics I wanted to talk about, like Simone Biles and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I think I will come back on the weekend, on the Sunday when I do the the 20-year graduation recap. So we'll save it for that. And then, uh, yeah, I will be off the weekend, so I'll do the podcast Sunday, and I can rest next week. But I definitely want to give y'all one today. I want to do a little short one. This might not be an episode for everybody. This might be one for specific people, but hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I'll be back Sunday with a recap. This is These Days, Mac Miller. Happy Mac Miller Monday, everybody. You say I may be losing sight of things, and I might agree, but we living in a digital world. Light the way. Wishing you would stay, you got the right to leave. That's who I'd like to be. You say I may be losing sight of things, and I might agree. But we living in a digital world Told me that you wasn't a material girl Then I realized those don't exist Freedom of the mind, that's the only place. And they told me no, but I did it Ain't got shit for these bitches Living life with no limits Things becoming so different Get money, fuck hoes When you eat and your stomach grow Who is that? Let to know It's perfect here, doesn't show Making music just because I love to If you hating on me, saying fuck you And it's simple, but it means a lot what I do, I don't need to talk
I dreamed of this song in past days and I woke up and it was the future. It's funny when the future is things that you dream because you never understand what they mean at that time. But then in the forward of motion of seconds and minutes and hours you 